Hello. <laughs> We're back. Welcome back to the Spiritual Graffiti Podcast. It's Pete and Ruby. <laughs> oh, how are you? I'm okay. I'm doing good. I I do want to address the fact that like we did not post a podcast last week. We did record one. Um, but I guess like our guest audio didn't fully upload and when that happens, there's like nothing to be done about it. It's just gone. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel no. like we should like figure out like how to, or maybe we should just like let people know when they come. Any, it, we'll figure that out later. But yeah, I feel kind of bad that we didn't post last week. It wasn't and, meant to be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not gonna like. I just I try to be consistent. Um, I don't know. I had a lot going on last week too. So there's so, that. <laughs> But you, you also, like you went to, like, a thing, like, not this yeah, past weekend, uh, but, like, a couple um, weekends ago. Yeah, well, I went originally, like, one of the, I guess, um, the avenues I came into mediumship was through uh, spiritualism. And uh, spiritualism is a religion. A lot of people don't really even know about it. They just hear spiritual and they think, like you're just talking about like being spiritual in general, but there's an actual religion based. Um, it's all over the world actually, but isn't it big in Brazil? Uh, that's, um, Santa Daime. That's, I think it might be called something similar, but it's, uh, Santa Daime. That's like, it's actually kind of like a Catholic, Catholic religion, but they like are more open to like mediumship, yeah. And um they also do ayahuasca or like a form of DMT in the church as well. Um yeah, it's actually, there's actually some I think there's actually a Santa Daime church in Oregon. I think that's how they legalized ayahuasca in Oregon through like the religious I didn't um, know that they Oregon. Yeah, I think it's like it might be in a couple places, but I know of Oregon because I when I was into researching like ayahuasca, I think I found like an actual church there. Did you ever do it? What ayahuasca? Right, yeah. No, no, I did DMT. I did a form of like DMT, but I never did. Yeah. I feel like ayahuasca is a little much, and I, I also like, I just don't buy anything that like people are like, oh, it just healed my depression and anxiety, yeah. and my life is perfect now. Like, I, you know, like I, I came there with a heroin addiction and left without one like you know it's like that's impossible <laughs> but people make claims like that about ayahuasca like it's a miracle well, I know, ibogaine which is another is that psychedelic like the one what is that no what ibogaine know? is like this like african tree bark mm. and the, there was a documentary on vice about it Okay. And I probably have watched that before. I feel like I've, I've got it was really this guy it. from New York and he was like an ex heroin addict uh -huh. and he got into like Ibogaine and, you know, cured his addiction. And then he was trying to bring it to like America. Mm -hmm. And it was basically like a documentary about that. But Ibogaine, they did studies on and it claims to like cure 98% of like addiction like with people i don't know where they got the number from i don't know the study or anything if you're interested <laughs> look into it yeah maybe we should but ibogaine i think re it actually like resets your dopamine receptors oh that sounds so, great 
Yeah, so it allows you to have like a fresh start. And then, you know, that's why I guess they have so much success with like addiction. Um, but it also gives you like a spiritual, you know, psychedelic experience. Um, yeah. But, but um, spiritualism was a religion. I think it was founded. I, I don't want to sound stupid, but it was founded in New York. Um, and it was based off these uh the fox sisters okay um and people hate when i uh, some people who are into like the science of stuff you know the one of the fox scissors was supposedly proven a fraud but anyway the original story is that there was these two sisters they lived in a house with their family and the house started receiving like knocks in one of the rooms and it wound up that through the knocks, they learned to communicate with this spirit that was actually this um, person who was buried. What did you say? What? You cut out for a second. You said it was. Oh. Like you started um, with the knocks and you said it was discovered or something and then it cut out. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> um, the Fox sisters were, you know, in their house and I think it was upstate New York and they started getting knocks in a room and it wound up they started to communicate through the knocks to actually have like conversation with the spirit that wound up telling them that it was a a spirit was to this body that was buried on their property and okay. and they got like verified they found the actual body and like through this there was like a whole mediumish mediumistic movement where like people would travel and there was obviously a lot of frauds because um you know people were like kind of trying to make money off of it and there's like all this you know controversy but spiritualism actually started and like they formed a religion just based off of all that and um you know they organize churches all over the country. It's, you know, there's churches all over the place. They have mm -hmm. camps. There's Lilydale in upstate New York, which is like kind of like a semi headquarters. Um, it's a whole town dedicated to like spiritualism, mediumship, healers. Um, there's a great documentary. Um, I think it's called Where We Go When We Die. And it's a documentary about Lilydale. And it kind of follows like different people who lost people and like they go and talk to the mediums and kind of explore the whole thing. But anyway, I got in. There was a spiritualist church in my town, like outside of my town, right in, you know, the next town over. And uh, I connected to the reverend of that church and he became kind of Richard Scholler's his name. You can Google him. He's awesome. He's probably one of the best mediums I've ever seen, and I've seen thousands. Um, and uh, he became, like, my mentor, and he was kind of hosting this workshop with his mentor, uh, this guy, Robert Hudson, who is also a great medium from England. And um, it was a trance mediumship. It was a mental mediumship workshop, and they actually did um, – spirit art as well so it was cool it was definitely um awesome uh i actually have done trans mediumship before because my mentor 
was into trans mediumship and I used to sit in uh, physical mediumship circles for about five, six years. Um, and physical mediumship, for people who don't know, is like um, physical phenomena. So like instead of like you're receiving a message from spirit, there's actually physical phenomena happening in the room with you. Um, like, that's like the horror movie kind of idea of what mediumship would be where like things start moving around the room or like yeah. start speaking a different language or yeah um something right like that's kind yeah. of like a yeah pretty much type of like or stereo well, i mean there's there's different um there's a lot of different things like people probably aren't aware of all the stuff out there because it's kind of like I think They're a lot what of people. You see in movies. <laughs> well, it's like I think people try to like also are kind of like hush hush a little bit about it because I think like you know you start going around telling people there's stuff flying around your room, they might think you're crazy. You know, yeah. I feel like some of these physical okay. mediums there's reasons you don't share like everything with people. I think there's certain things you you keep for yourself and like in order to protect them. You know. Yeah, it's also like the same thing. <laughs> No, but it's also like the same thing if like you're talking a spirit and like somebody like Jesus comes through, you start telling people you're talking to Jesus, you know, it's a little more, I feel like impactful, I guess, or, um, you know, out there too. But um, there's a lot of, if you, if you're interested in this stuff, you could Google like physical mediums and there's, you know, there's, there's been a lot, you know, um, off the top of my head, there was uh, this guy, Jack Weber. He used to work with us uh, from the spirit side of life. But, you know, he, when he was alive and a physical medium, they would, like, tie him. They would, like, chain him to the chair because they thought he was, like, doing stuff. And he would float around, like, the room chained up in the chair. And if you Google him, there's probably one of the pictures that will come up will be him, like, chained to a chair. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, there's but, like a picture of him with like ectoplasm. Oh my goodness! Although that just looks like a sheet to me, but whatever. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, well, I think like I'm sure there's a lot of like frauds, and who's to say what is what? I can only talk to like what I've experienced because there's a lot. There used to be, I don't know a lot of them off the top of my head, but there used to be um, somebody. There was a medium in England who would like create this like voice box thing with like ectoplasm and uh, like the person you were trying to talk to in spirit would speak through him mm-hmm. and you would hear their voice. Um, but basically from my understanding is from your solar plexus you create this like they call it ectoplasm but it's like a it's a more physical energy that like manipulates whatever you know i guess you're trying to do like i've worked with mediums who are trying to transfigure where you'll see a spirit's face on their face um yeah and i i have like i don't know i guess i have some like knowledge about this kind of thing but like yeah, like you don't really hear about like transfiguration or whatever it's called. Like I don't know, that's that's kind of wild. It seems like it would be really hard to do that. Like just the amount of I mean, 
I guess here's my question. Like, it's one thing I'm, you know, to to maybe like channel spirit and have like messages come through. It, does it take more energy or or yeah, what it, like what does it take to like for things to start appearing differently or for something to maybe like move around the room or like to, yeah to hear like a a voice like I'm sure that's like more draining for the person oh, who's yeah. sitting. Well, the thing is, like, even so, the gentleman who was there also is Robin Hudson. He's he's actually the president of ISF, which is like the International Spiritualist Federation. All right. And he was my mentor's mentor. And he always says, like, he sat for physical mediumship for 30 years now, and it took 10 years to have constant physical phenomena so it's like yeah that, like, that so it took like 10 years of him just like practicing yeah to get to a point where he started group. to be able to like consistent make it consistent yeah okay um for when i sat in my group you know we saw things move around the room um the chairs would like shake in the room um a lot of times i'll be to be fully honest i question it the whole time mm-hmm. until i actually experienced it you know like because i you're talking about over this like past weekend or just like no 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 i mean in general i used to sit for like five years before i you know we did i moved on to something else but like i sat once a week for five years and the whole time until we really got some phenomena happening i questioned if it was even real yeah i mean i think i think anyone would because like we're taught that that stuff's impossible basically (laughs) you know like we're it it's something it like that magic isn't real or whatever like those things only happen in movies like you know like you're you're trained your brain is trained to like not believe in that stuff but i imagine by not believing in it you make it harder to like break through yeah well i mean um you know they use a lot of times in these circles they use like songs because like singing as a group kind of brings everybody's energy together as well as like raising the vibration Mm -hmm. so like if you walked in and a lot of times it's in total darkness most physical mediumship is in total darkness because uh i was explained to me that somehow i guess light has an effect on ectoplasm for some reason but a lot of times they use like i guess red light um in circles because i guess red light doesn't affect it but it allows you to still see stuff and i guess i think red you could it also helps to see energy you know I don't yeah. know why, but you see it more clearly with red light. But I mean, basic trance really is there's so many levels of like trance, you know? It's like when you watch TV, you're kind of in a trance. A trance really is just like a um shift in like your brainwave activity. Um like the there's like four main states. It's uh beta, alpha, theta, delta. Um alpha no i'm sorry what is it beta alpha is 
No, beta is being active. Like if you're walking in nature and you're like paying attention to your environment, your brain is like active. Um, alpha is like when you're like watching TV, you're like kind of aware, but you're kind of like a little sedated. Um, theta is like meditation and there's, you know, different levels of that. And Delta is sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so basically like really anything could be a trance, you know, like you listen to your favorite music and it puts you in like an altered state where your like brainwave activity kind of slows down a bit. Yeah. That's a trance. People like listen to like, I don't know, white noise or whatever when they're trying yeah. to sleep or study or it's like you're getting at least somewhat closer to that. Like, uh, like I call it like being in the zone, I guess. Like it's not like a trance, but it's like it, I, whenever I'm doing a task, <laughs> yeah, I'll get in or like, especially if I'm writing or like if I, yeah. you know, like like that, like I get into this like flow state. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like kind of, you have to shut off one part of your brain. I don't know what part or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But you have to shut off the part that's like observing or, uh, judging or whatever, like the <laughs> the part of yeah. your brain that's like t- you know narrate the n- the narration, and just like let things kind of like happen and flow without the. Why are you doing it that way? Or what? Are you, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that 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 internal dialogue or whatever has to like shut down. I think in order to to like really get into a meditative state, uh, doing anything right, like yeah, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, like there, so like that's trance, but like trance mediumship is like allowing yourself to kind of step back so much that you you allow spirit to kind of work through you. Um, And that could be for healing or that could be for like connecting with a spirit. So some people can step back so much that they allow like the spirit to actually speak through them. And, you know, the, the goal, I guess, I mean, the goal really is to, to surrender as much as possible, you know, and what that kind of takes is a kind of really letting go. Um, but obviously there's different levels because people surrender at different levels. Somebody okay, can like, I ask a dumb question. Sure. Okay. How do you prevent becoming possessed by like a bad spirit? in this situation because to me like this seems like exactly how a possession would happen if it was going to happen like if you (laughs) if you were going to have like a Uh bad entity of some kind attached to you it would be when you're surrendered and asking them to come through you right like that is a dumb question i know it is no it's not it's really not it's a great question because um it's funny you speak about this because i feel like i've come to like new levels of awareness about like possession spiritual attachments and all that stuff right no i I, so if we if if you can hold your thought on the rest of it because i i guess like this has always been a question that i've had but i've always felt like it sounds so dumb to like how do you not get possessed if you're being a medium like that sounds like something someone would ask you like on a tiktok and like in like a rude condescending way you know (laughs) but it's like i genuinely don't i mean to me i feel like you know, like I can do things like to protect my, my energy, uh, 
in my own little way, but I've never tried to like go into trance. And I think that's actually kind of scary um, to like let go that much. I'm, you know, not good at that. So I just, yeah. Like, how do you make sure you don't let anything bad it? And like, <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess you got to first off, if you're doing this work and you're at this level, I think trance is probably more, you know, intermediate to expert level medium stuff. Like you, ha- I think you have to have like a strong, fo- my belief is you should have a strong foundation before you even like get into this stuff. Yeah. I think that that's really like normal, good at like good advice, you know, like don't just go trying this at home kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, do what makes you happy, but I would, <laughs> I would, I would say people who get into trance are kind of like practicing mediums, people who not that I don't think it really matters, but I think for you to surrender, I think you have to have a certain level of comfort and you're not going to have that level of comfort unless you've kind of, you kind of know your way. Yeah. You know, Um, I also think like if you're going to try to do this, like do it with a teacher like do it with somebody who's practiced. Like Robin's been doing it for thirty years. My mentor's been doing it for about ten years. You know they're together. Like they're probably two of the best mediums I know. Yeah. So it's like, and even like energetic wise, you can feel how good a teachers they are mm-hmm. just based on like their presence. Um. But. I personally think, and I've come to this new conclusion that I think possession is all, it it all stems from you, personally. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, I know um, I've gotten us like all off topic here, but I, I really No, it's all good. We're just bullshitting. I, I mean, I think like, I've been like, I don't know. I just, I, I hear a lot of things like basically you know don't try this at home like there are a lot of people who believe you know who practice like magic or mediumship or whatever like different kinds of spiritual practices like occult things and like i think a lot of people like kind of gatekeep or warn you and tell you you can't do it by yourself or like you need to have this like you need to know what you're doing um because like you know, they, they, people say, like, don't use a Ouija board because, like, you're opening – you're, like, literally asking for, like, any spirit to come show up at your house and, like, be – you know, like, <laughs> you know, you're letting this possibly, like, negative energy come into your your energetic field, you know? And, like, that's – they, like, warn people about it, you know? Like, I don't, I don't fuck with Ouija boards, you know? But I have when I was, like, a kid and stuff. And nothing yeah. bad ever happened to me, but <laughs> – but like yeah. but I will say that like that is like such a deterrent for people and I don't really see it that way I guess like I mean <laughs> I don't I've never been afraid to like you know read tarot cards or or uh try to channel a spirit you know I think I do that kind of thing with an intention like you know I'm trying to like connect to like my grandfather or something you know my grandmother or something like that like I'm not just asking for any but any old body to come through <laughs> um, you yeah. know like things like that if you're setting intention and you and you have like 
a I don't know pureness of heart or something. I don't know how to describe it. No, I mean I but think like, I agree. <laughs> like I I think that that stuff won't be welcome, right? I think that it's pretty easy to to kind of protect yourself and protect your space in that way. But there's something about going into like a full trance where you're not in control. Well, like, I, I don't know. Like not in control. Like, well, first off, I would say. You def it's not that you're necessarily not in control. I think spirit's in control. Okay. Um, so I I mean I think I think you could do whatever you want. I think if your intention is pure and you're seeking like um, you know, peace, love, whatever, you know, and like you have pure intentions. I personally don't think anything would ever go wrong, but I also think there's your subconscious, which maybe you're not aware of that. Maybe you have stuff there that might bring forth stuff. Um, but I think like if you like me, I have people who work with me in the spiritual realm. So if I feel them there, I'm going to be more likely to feel comfortable enough to surrender, you know? Um, and I've done this off and on for a little while. And it, I mean, I would say this retreat was when I really first fully surrendered to the level that I did. Okay. You know, I mean, I've had experiences where I was kind of close or, you know, I think to me, it's almost like, um, you know, I picture almost like you ever see the movie Stargate? No. Or like, all right. Well, it's like it's like a portal. I feel like the movie references are always so like random. Like I've never even heard of that. Stargate. No. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. <laughs> okay, sure. It's about like a portal from our world, and it brings us through the stars, and that's how like Egypt was formed through these portals. Okay. But anyway, cool. that sounds neat. Actually, <laughs> it's really good. Um, but it it almost feels like uh you're stepping like the deeper you let go it's like your spirit is actually moving into the spiritual realm okay um you know and that was kind of like my experience this time it felt like i kind of stepped back enough where it's almost like your consciousness like gets you know put in a box in a way, in a good way, not a bad way. Like, and their consciousness starts to like, or their energy kind of pushes into your body. And like, you kind of actually like pick up their mannerisms, their way of being, and you can feel like the energy come through you on a deeper level. Um, and then you are kind of like, in a sense, compartmentalized into like an area in your consciousness or in your mind you're still there you're still i was still but i there are people who are not aware at all yeah you know and i think that just takes a deeper level of surrender but this is the most fully i've ever like stepped out that i've ever you know since doing this and i could almost it almost felt like almost like a mushroom experience of like you know like losing the sense of self a little bit the like you're all kind of like 
oneness sort of yeah i I, I don't know like there's something when about like taking mushrooms that i'm always like very consciously aware of the fact that like i don't really exist (laughs) and it's like really terrifying that's like i don't really fuck with that oh you have to let go of that i know but but I mean, you like. There's no choice when you're on the. Tr- you're you're there for the ride. You know, you don't have a choice but to kind of let go of it. But it is really scary. Like in the oh, moment, yeah, it's totally and scary. But I think the more you, <laughs> it, the more you work with it, it doesn't feel scary anymore. It actually feels like peaceful. You know, because it's a shock to your. Like I would say, the first ego death I ever had was with like a mushroom experience. And it was like, you know, you have the ego death and then part of you like thinks you're like God for a minute because you're just like one with everything. And then you're just like, wait a second. Am I like Jesus? Am I actually God? Yeah. (laughs) But then it's like you you start to break it down and you're like, oh, no, it means that like we're all God and you're together. (laughs) Yeah. And we're all just like we have that sense of the oneness that makes you feel like yeah i mean i understand know. that part but it is still like i don't know it's still like a scary feeling to get into of like yeah because it's not really exist. It's the, all the only reason it's thing. the only reason it's scary is because of your ego because you think like oh i'm special i'm this person or whatever and you have to let that go and then the more times you have those types of experiences when you move into that space you fly through the oh my god like i'm nothing and you move into more of the like oh we're part of everything like everything is important it's like you know everything's important we're all god everything matters nothing matters and this like fullness of awareness you know right and and most people who've experienced trance or anybody you know who might have experienced trance come out of it like crying or come out of it uh, i believe that because they've it's like they they're uh robin calls it like the emotion emotional barrier you like break this like emotional barrier and you feel you might not even have the the intense like oneness experience, but you feel like the emotional connection to the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will be like, "Oh, I don't want to like." It will take time for them to come back because they don't want to come back. Yeah, well, that's what people say about like near death experiences. A lot of times is that like they they almost don't. You know, like, usually there's someone there who, like, makes them go back. Yeah. Like, there's something that makes, like, for some person or entity, whatever, that, like, kind of makes them go back to, you know, because it's not time yet. But they, like, just usually, I feel like, describe wanting to stay. Yeah. <laughs> because I guess it probably is, like, really cool out there. <laughs> well, because you're not – because what happens is you're stepping away from your physical body, and the physical body is what makes you feel – the physicalness, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when and when you're away from your physical body, you also feel your spiritual body more, which is like really, you know, oh, when you realize, yeah, you're not suffering. You don't feel physical pain. You don't feel like 
the weight of the world on you, your, your spirit and you're connected with God and you're not limited by your physical body. So it's like nobody, you know, I feel like sometimes I don't, you know, you go into that space. It's like, you want to just stay there. I mean, it sounds really, uh, when you put it like that, that sounds like really nice and like not scary. But I do think like my ego tells me like, you know, not to let go. And like in those moments, like, I I mean, I definitely have, um, I was kind of surprised at the fact that like once I started like meditating like regularly that I was able to get pretty, uh, not like good at it, but you know, like. I was, I was able to, (laughs) to get into that like flow state or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, let my thoughts just kind of float along without, uh, you know, really trying to process them or whatever, you know? And a lot of times I would cry. I think I said this before that I would cry when I like would come out of medication meditation and you were, you were like, what really? Why? Cause you always make fun of me for crying so much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't help it. It's just like, I think that there is like something about when you finally can quiet your mind or, you know, be still, just be still enough. Um, you do start to break down like emotional barriers and like connect more deeply with, with yourself and, uh, you know, spirit or whatever. And I didn't really, that was like not really my intention through meditation. I was really just trying to like curb some of my anxiety um, throughout the day (laughs) so I could like function. (laughs) And I, you know, like, I'm not nearly as consistent as I was like maybe a, a year or two ago, but it is like something about like taking a few minutes to like just disconnect, like allows you to connect so much more. Um, I don't know how it's, it's weird, but so the way you're describing it sounds like less scary to me now, I guess. But but there is yeah, something I- about that about like that letting go fully that I don't know. Like there's there's got to be a reason that we're that you know, we're kind of instinctively. Uh, yeah. Because what's your instinct? It's your physical body. Yeah. But I think we have to be here, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I'm yeah, sure like- that's programmed into us too, you know, to be like even caveman ability, like, you know, you can't be, you know, living in the wilderness and like disconnecting from your body all the time. Right. No, because you like need to know when you're cold or when there's like some kind of threat, Um, (laughs) you know, like you need to know if you're injured so you don't make it worse. (laughs) You have to be able to like feel those things like on on just like a primal level is like necessary for survival. But it's just like our lives aren't that hard anymore. So (laughs) I guess like what, what happens is like, you know, our brains or our brains haven't evolved out of like or egos or whatever like we're still so attached to like our physical body and so disconnected from our spiritual body but like yeah. our lot like we don't we're not nearly as threatened as we like you know survival wise like it's almost hard to not survive now in, in the world <laughs> like i mean it depends on where you're at in the world i guess but like <clears throat> i don't know i guess i just say that to say like we're pretty comfortable here so to have this like over these overactive egos like it almost seems like we've been programmed to make them stronger rather than make them more like subdued and you do have to 
practice at like subduing it the ego keeps you in the physical you know it keeps you focused on working um producing consuming you know like actually robin tells a story he was already practicing trance and he was already um doing stuff like this but he was deathly afraid of the dentist right Mm-hmm. So he found a dentist that would allow him to do like trance and stuff because he didn't want to be present while he was getting work done. Hell yeah. So he would put himself into an altered state, like waiting in the car, like a slight altered state. And then he would go right into the dentist, not wait in the waiting room. And he would sit in the chair and put him into a trance, receive no medication, no nothing. And they would do work on him. And he did it for like a month. And he never got uh, Novocaine, nothing. And he did all the work through doing trance. That's really neat. Yeah, he he also does. Well, a part of the work he does is he learned um, mesmerism, which isn't isn't necessarily hypnosis it's um there was this guy i think his name was anton mesmer um in the 1800s um like was aware of like um like our energetic field in a sense but he called it something different he called it like um i think animal magnetism and he learned that he would use like dowsing rods to manipulate people's energetic fields to kind of sedate them yeah and it's like you know it's like uh you know if you've ever held a baby and you're trying to put them to sleep you you like rub it the baby's back like from head to to toe you know like you 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 rub the back down and Mm -hmm. like this anton mesmer figured out that like when you like you can like manipulate people's energetic fields certain ways by like, it will, like it will calm. their body kind of like yeah it, it would like calm them or excite them it's like think about it anybody who's rocked a baby to sleep or you know you rub their back if you ever tried rubbing a baby from the opposite direction what do you think would happen yeah, like you'd probably, or like if you tickle them or something, like they get excited, they'll get like, like worked up. But there's subtle and energetic fields, and mm-hmm. he taught techniques to kind of use to help like calm yourself before going into trance, and that's what he kind yeah, of used. There's like, himself. I mean, people have like different like self soothing like like I like when I'm sleeping, I like I rub my feet together, and it like. It really relaxes me. I don't know. Like, it's just like this little thing that I do. And it's like, I just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it like grounds you. It, I think so. Cause like, I don't know. My, it, it helps like, it's just soothing. I don't know. But I think a lot of people have things like that, that like, you know, just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like rubbing your hands together, rubbing your feet together. Like, I don't know. Things that you do that just kind of like help calm you down a little bit like it's it's self-soothing like kids do it like it's yeah you know i think it's kind of like it's kind of what you're talking about right like yeah yeah figuring out a way to manipulate your like emotional and like whatever like internal energy like 
well like, like you can something physical he that. would actually do it with people like if he's teaching somebody he can do these techniques that he learned that can help like kind of calm you down and help put you out he actually put me out using like mesmerism that's cool but okay. he also teaches like techniques you could do without anybody by yourself. Like so, what what would one do by oneself to like mesmerize? Well, he into he says to visualize like it. yeah, he says to visualize like bands, like a band around the top of your head, and like visualize that it's like as wide as your body, and just keep like moving the band from your head down to the floor, from your head mm -hmm. down to the floor. And it's like that, like stroking motion for your energy field, and it will help like bring you mm -hmm. down, or it will like slow you down. It will relax you. So like when I do it by myself, like I'll put on music that I like, and I'll visualize that, and it will it helps kind of like it really helps me mellow out. And I'm surprised like how much it works. Yeah, you know, and I can feel like the shift of the energy, and yeah so like if you want to practice something even if you want to practice like relaxing <laughs> you know killing the fuck out <laughs> yeah yeah but like i've been doing trance since i went there i've been doing it every day like even if it's like 10 minutes like trying to get into that space and like you calm down so much that it like it almost like revitalizes you you know mm -hmm. like if and it kind of like it's funny i think it's going to be like my new practice because i used to like if i was doing something or like especially things i didn't want to do like say i was going to visit family you know like i would <laughs> bring my awareness to my heart and just like breathe into my heart that was like my way of like getting out of my head and like being in my heart and feeling things instead of like judging or analyzing them mm-hmm and I feel like I I kind of feel that space all the time now where it used to like I would have to consciously go to that space. Like I feel like I I mean I feel like I tend to live from my heart right now. Yeah. You know, and I think it took like programming myself cuz like what I what my practice would be like I would do what I said to you just now. Like I would do that. Like say I was going somewhere I didn't want to go, I'd do the breathing into the heart. Mm -hmm. But now it's like if I feel myself kind of getting out of that space, it's like my body's aware of it. And then I just start breathing into my heart again. Like I'll just do it, you know. And uh, actually Kristen, um, Kristen Hansen, our friend who was on our podcast, she used to like set an alarm. Oh, right. She like she. Yeah, she told me that, or she told us that on the podcast. Like, yeah, she would, she would like set an alarm with herself, like do like yeah. a you know a couple questions like to help ground her and like bring her back to the present moment, um, and you know figure out like check in with how she's like feeling and what she's thinking about and what she's actually yeah. doing and and that like all those you know things kind of help corral you back into the present moment. Um, yeah, and then over time you're kind of just doing it. You're just because there. you're yeah. so used to doing it exactly it's it is like you know i don't know like how long does it take to create a habit you know like uh i think 60 days 60 days okay that's 
That's a long time. <laughs> That's kind of a long time. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if it changes your, you know, if you're you're in a more present moment all the time, so you're not anxious anymore. I mean, it's worth it. And all it takes is, you know, thinking about something or like focusing your intention. Yeah. Um, and I but, think you just like, you know, that allows you to like actually appreciate like, you know, just in like enjoy things rather than like, I'm like, I don't know. Do you find that like when you have to go visit your family, like you can have like a good time and be kind of like, yeah, like enjoy it, appreciate like the, the things that are worth appreciating more than you like used to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I had my son, you know, I'm an Aquarius obviously, and I'm an introvert when I'm not comfortable. Um, and yesterday, like my son's birthday was Thursday. So we had like a little party yesterday mm-hmm. and, you know, we had like random people kind of at our house. Cause, uh, it was like my son and his friends from school. Mm-hmm. and like their parents and like saturday night i'm like telling my wife i'm like i'm dreading this like that it's gonna just i i just don't what is colleen's advice in that moment like because i feel like she <laughs> she's like she's just such a kind of like uh i don't know she just has that taurus energy which is like i don't know i don't i feel like she doesn't sit there she's not gonna like waste a lot of energy dreading something like that like she's just like gonna like my wife my wife likes stuff like yeah yeah well what is her advice to you though like what does she say i don't know she supports me like she's more like grounding and she helps me like reel it in you know i mean i I feel like she would probably like let you know that it's like you know just like remind you it's like not gonna it's not gonna be that bad like you're making i feel like you have a tendency with like social things to just like open like make it out to be worse than it's going to be and i yeah, feel like it feels worse than it is <laughs> <laughs> it feels does it was it bad though i mean I think oh it no it was bad. actually it was a lot of fun actually good well yeah. you know like it served my ego like somebody one of her friends talked about how like i'm a medium and stuff like that and like these other people were like wanted to know more yeah people are then, super curious about it and then we all that i talked to I told the story about our house. I don't know if I ever told you the story about the dime with our house. Yeah, you did. I, yeah, I so, think we told it on the pod. Maybe um, not. So I was telling stories and, you know, it was fun. I mean, I don't know. It's funny because it's like the thing is, is like if we're growing as people, like I'm attracting people in my environment that are more aligned with me right yeah than like who i used you know like my friends i grew up with who i don't really hang out i I still keep in touch with a group of guys but like i don't really hang out with them because i don't like resonate with them anymore yeah it's hard it's hard to be amongst people that don't like that you just don't have that much in common with and i like i've like i found that out this weekend too it's like while i I have like genuine affection for people and like can enjoy their company even it's like I don't like this is not the kind of shit I want to talk about and the kind of shit I want to talk about like y'all probably don't want to talk about either and that's okay but like you know like what are we all doing like what am I doing here kind of thing like yeah and like because it's not like it doesn't upset me like I had a good time right like seeing old coworkers and like 
whatever like it was it was a nice thing and it it does feel good to like I don't know just like be around people who like I don't know like are just nice people like that's fine but it's like not like it's just yeah there's definitely like a disconnect between like our interests and our like perspectives on the world you know um I think it's more that it's like just like our perspectives are different and it doesn't mean that like I'm judging them or that they're judging me I think it's just more like it's just like hard but it's kind of cool that like even your son's friends are like like their parents like are I think people are really curious about the mediumship thing and I think when you actually meet someone who is a medium like you can kind of tell like you can kind of like you know like you can tell when someone's like a bullshit psychic like Miss Cleo or whatever yeah and like I think you can also kind of tell when someone's like legit and well, and it's funny. Talk- I feel like you're hard to be skeptical about because you just don't seem like the type of dude who would like. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're not like showy like, about it or something like that. People say stuff, even like you don't think people are like registering your energy mm-hmm. sometimes, but I think people register it subconscious and they don't even know it sometimes. You know, right? Yeah, like people I don't even think about have made comments to me or like my wife where like you wouldn't even think they're like paying attention you know right i mean i mostly assume that people aren't paying nearly as much attention to you as you are as you think that they are like if that's no i know but it's like little things (laughs) like my neighbor i don't really talk to her but she's like friendly with my wife like the other night she's like what's the deal with your husband I like, is he like one with nature? I see him with like, just like little calm, you know, like, yeah, like all of my animals we have. And just like, you know, like I think people are paying attention maybe more. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe it's just like subconscious. Mm-hmm. I'm, I had to, I had that happen. Like again, an old job I used to like have like a long time ago. I don't know if it was like, my birthday or if I was like leave like switching to a different position but like people like everybody signed a fucking card for me like they do in offices you know and like <laughs> and like what people wrote about me I don't know it was like very surprising like you know like I don't feel like I'm a free spirit but like somebody said something about that you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like I don't feel like that really like maybe maybe like in according to somebody else who's like more up like i don't know i don't know whatever but just like really nice like thoughtful things that people like noticed about me that i wouldn't have thought that people noticed you know it's kind of good to have somebody like remind you like you are kind of one with nature dude like <laughs> and it's like people I don't think about myself know. like that though, yeah. you know yeah, but, like it's nice when other people recognize you and see like see you for who you are or whatever like because I think the way I think about myself is it tends to be more negative um, and like judgmental or whatever, like not always, but certain things, you know what I mean? Like, it's nice when people, when people see you, like everyone kind of needs that. That's very yeah. sweet. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like, I think people are, you know, reaching for things to make them feel better too. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I felt like, you know i kind of actually talked them through like how i communicate with spirit and everything Mm because they were like kept asking me questions and stuff and the one lady i could feel she could feel it you Mm -hmm. know 
and she started to I could tell she started to like cr- almost cry or like tear up and it's like people are searching for that like deeper meaning so much yeah. and it's like it's like if I could have like I could have pushed it a little bit she probably would have like started crying and it's like you know you're it's like almost like you're suffering in there like just let it out <laughs> you know like yeah. what the fuck are you holding on to I mean that's that's a like interesting point i guess but like at the same time like i don't want to i don't want to go to some kid's birthday party and start crying as a grown-up like that's that's like awkward as fuck (laughs) you know what i mean but it's like exactly the kind of thing i would walking around in pain is not awkward (laughs) it's so weird how people are you don't cry i mean maybe you're just not suffering i don't know feel like i don't know i mean i could cry. i don't it's not that i don't cry but it's like i i don't know i feel like it's more like in the moment it's like i can't like think about crying well no no one does but i like- don't know i feel like people do <laughs> if you thought about something could you cry right now i mean it probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a little emotional today. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I think I had kind of like an emotional week. I don't know. But anyhow, um, I was gonna say something. So yeah, well, we were talking about kind of how like you'll be dreading an experience, and like you found this way to like bring your energy back to the present and sort of soothe yourself. Um, get yourself into like more of a relaxed state and then you know but how do you kind of go from there (laughs) to trance like what is the oh no I feel like now (laughs) I feel like trance is my new thing like I could do like a 15 minute meditation and get deep enough where I have this like it feels like a deeper connection to like the spirit realm and it just puts me in a different place yeah even even today before i did the before we did this podcast i was kind of tired and i was like kind of not feeling it to be honest and then i was like i really you know like i love doing it but it was just like you know i'm tired i ate so much crap this weekend i think i just like whatever Mm -hmm. and i sat and like meditated for like 10 minutes and i got like to that place and it like refreshed me. Hmm. But but when you say like, so you're just doing this like. I mean, is it like a full trance? Like, how do you? Okay, like how do you even get out of it? Like, uh, I you set by yourself. Oh, set, you like set an alarm. I set a fifteen minute alarm because I could usually get there in like ten minutes, and then I try to sit in it for like five minutes um sometimes i remember sometimes i don't sometimes it comes through like a dream okay so you get like bits and pieces yeah it feels like a dream i had i had two dreams during it this time i saw a spider that was one dream i was like what in a house and there was like it was like an old house and we were like looking for something 
And then I found this huge spider and it like jumped at me, but it didn't like attack me. And um, the other dream, I was like hunting with my uncles. Hmm. So I think sometimes you partially like almost fall asleep. Yes. Well, because you kind of walked me through this the other night and it was like nighttime. I was tired. I definitely felt myself like, you know, using like the, the kind of techniques you were talking about, like with the bands and just like. I think you told me to kind of focus on my my third eye and yeah, well, so some other ro- things, but like yeah. I just fell, as- I ended up just falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you had a more restful sleep. I did know? sleep really, really good. I, I can, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, Robin also goes into like talking about like the third eye, and like he he thinks like all your spiritual experiences can stem from like the third eye, like deep experiences. I'm not talking about like just communicating with spirit. I'm talking about like having like outer body experiences and stuff like that, because your body actually makes DMT in your third eye. So um, he talks about like one technique that he uses sometimes is like breathing as you breathe and you're like going into meditation or trying to go into trance, you breathe into your third eye. Like you kind of visualize the air, like pulling into your third eye and he feels like it kind of helps you activate that part of your body. I mean, that makes sense. Um, Okay. So you're gonna keep practicing this, I, I assume, and let us know like how it goes. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get as deep as possible. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. It sounds like pretty honestly, it sounds like pretty uh harmless, but I do kind of want to touch on the thing you said earlier about um thinking that possession or, or uh, uh, energetic attachments um stem from from within. Yeah, well, so I did I don't know, it's just kind of like has been something I've been thinking about a lot uh-huh. um, because I do like a lot of attachment work and I've probably dealt with, you know, a thousand different attachments, both on myself and on other people. Mm-hmm. So, and it kind of goes into things I've probably talked about on here before is that like, you know, when you're having your spiritual awakening or you're opening up, you know, you're connecting to spirit, you're raising your vibration. So what happens is you start bringing up your trauma because your trauma is a denser vibration and the higher vibration forces the denser vibration up because you can't stay in that space with like sadness, anger, fear, you know, the densest vibrations. So as you do the work, the more you do the work, I would say like your average vibration is higher. So things that don't resonate with that level have to come up and it has to be processed. So, and I think it, you know, I'm still kind of talking this thing out with myself is I think like, you definitely have talked about this like specifically before. So I'm following you. So Um, I think um i think like i even you know maybe it's better to explain through our body right so 
my belief and my experience is every physical issue you ever have stems from like a thought and the thought over time if it's repeated creates an energetic pattern in your body and then over time that energetic pattern um causes physical issues it manifests Mm -hmm. so like for example like um you know there's louise hayes um she's famous for a book it's called you can heal yourself and it's all about this and it kind of talks she like kind of talks about like um you know using affirmations to heal yourself but like she breaks down even like your physical issues and what they're connected to in terms of energy and thought pattern so like for example i'll i'll use um my my family so my grandfather died when my mom was like 18 right Right. and um it was a surprise it was an accident you know they lost a father right so i actually looked this up in louise hayes's book my mother and my grandmother and my uncle all have right hip replacements right right so in 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 this book it talks that the right side is usually dedicated to masculine or father energy and the hip is like the fear of moving forward you know so like that's just an example or like simpler like say um you're struggling with your identity and your authentic self and somebody's like kind of knocking you down a little bit and you're afraid to communicate you know or you're afraid to like say what you really want to say or say how you feel so over time if you're continually in that environment you know maybe it causes you to have sore throats a lot you know like i'm just trying to give examples yeah that makes sense i hear you so yeah like so like these energetic patterns will manifest right um, and I think like when you work through things and the trauma comes up, it has to manifest f- physically in this reality somehow. So like, say, and I don't, I can't even think of an example, but like maybe uh, you have low self-worth and you're not manifesting money, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that can mean anything, but all these things have to come up. So I think that a lot of things in terms of like entities and dark things, or if you want to call them demons, whatever you want to say, I think a lot of it is really just us personifying um, like our trauma, you know, in an energetic form. Like, and we're just, you know, you have these things that manifest in order for us to deal with like our trauma coming up and we just give them a face you know it's like and we're programmed to think that there's like this evilness or this other side or good versus evil and that these things are out to get us or whatever but i think a lot of it really is just like us giving a face to our trauma okay and it just makes us understand it 
better or like we're just we don't know any better like we feel these feelings because they make us feel them or the energy makes us feel them and then we kind of give a face to the name like that's like these emotions and this trauma like manifesting physically is kind of like a way of like recognizing it and putting like is that what you mean like well yeah and i think i think also I think everything gains momentum through like the collective unconscious. So like if all these people believe in this paradigm or this way of like being, it's going to manifest to fit the, the most momentum, you know, or the, you know, the collective, like if everybody in the world believes in demons and you feel like this trauma coming up through your spiritual awakening, like what else would you think it is? We don't even have you <laughs> right. know you don't, okay. you don't even have another way of understanding it because you're limited by your beliefs and your programming. Mm-hmm. If you never saw a horror movie, or if I'd never seen The Exorcist, I wouldn't probably have any like uh, yeah. If I'd never seen one I of think those, it's kinds deeper of than that. It's also. It's all the religions. Every Abrahamic religion has some sort of form of evil. Yeah, the devil, whatever you want to call but it. But like people in Asian countries who are like Taoists or like even some forms of Buddhism don't really believe in a polarity. They believe more in like um, chaos and order. Mm-hmm. Like yin and yang. Yeah. They don't really believe that there's like, yeah, like duality in the in the classical sense. So it's like if you don't know what evil is in a sense, and you don't know like social programming from stories or culture, like how would you interpret fear on an energetic level? I don't you know? know. That's what I'm saying. So maybe. It's just something I've been thinking about is that like I think it all stems from us and it's just like it's like the reflection of what's coming out of us as we do this work. And the more I do this work, even for me personally, like I haven't had an experience with something like that on my own. In other people, I've felt it, but on my own, I haven't felt it. And I think it's because I. Did, but didn't you have some kind of energetic attachment? Like you told that story on here before. Yeah, no, I have. Okay. Okay. No, I went I think I went through the initiation process and I thought I think that was part of the initiation. But I'm saying like I haven't really felt anything like that since in a long time. Yeah. Since that time actually. Yeah. Well, I I guess I think I mean it's just it makes it hard to kind of differentiate because, it, you know, on the one hand, if if all of this stuff stems from within, then, like, who the fuck are you talking to when you go into trance or, like, when you channel spirit? Like, you know what I mean? Is it just you talking to yourself? And I, A form of it. Like, kind of, yeah. And I guess it's, but it's more like you're tapped into this. Infinite intelligence. Right. Like the collective unconscious sort of thing, you know, that allows like and and the only way we really know how to like uh articulate some of this stuff is like to say like I, you know, the 
you're not going to be like, well, I was just talking to myself and I feel like I got a message about your grandfather or whatever. It's going to come. Yeah, but why can't you be like talking to your subconscious? You are. That's what I'm saying. It's like you are. But like the way that we articulate it is like, you know, your grandfather came through and he wanted me to give you this message or whatever when it's probably really just something that like, you know, like it's not that black and white or whatever. Well, I mean, and I think something that like really hits home with me with the whole thing I'm talking about with the attachments is I think so many things are put in place to think we're like powerless. But if you come to the realization that everything really stems from you, then it's all up to you. It makes you be more personal responsible. I like that. I like that so much better because like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think that there's like gatekeeping around some of this stuff. Like, you know, um like just the you know the idea that like don't you know don't fuck around with with spirits if you don't know what you're what you're doing you're gonna you know you're gonna but what if it's all attract a poltergeist or whatever and it's like i don't know man like i'm pretty sure (laughs) like i'm pretty sure you know there's nothing i don't know i don't i don't know it's like we have this concept of evil spirits but it and I, I i don't know it's like I, I guess i believe that probably exists and i don't think that i don't want you know obviously i don't ever set an intention to like have you know to connect with like something that would be i don't know possibly evil but how do you explain like people who do like like, you know, like the people who come to you and have these attachments removed, do you think it's just like a manifestation of their trauma? Like, is that really yeah, what it comes down to? Yeah, that's what I think to? it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, like, the way that they can understand it, the way that makes sense to them is that, like, some energy has well, attached itself people, and it has to be removed. Well, think about it. People don't want to – they want – like if you if there's anything going on in like the new age or spiritual world now, it's always there's somebody else is the problem. Yeah, it's oh, it's the narcissist. Oh my oh, god! Oh, it's this type of per- how many fucking narcissist videos can you see? How many narcissists are there in the world? Like point zero one percent or something probably. Okay, like I don't well, know the stats, but there's, there's about probably, a million videos about it. Like everyone's yeah, everyone's. Uh, <laughs> attracting narcissists but then it's always like it always does kind of come back to you like what what is it about you that attracts people like who well that's what i'm saying narcissists right even even your your you don't have to be like it doesn't even have to be like that like you know oh you're doing something wrong you're attracting this right it's your traumas coming up and it's manifesting you have you're being forced in this way yeah you know like it's, and it's yeah it's like a good thing um it's like you want to actually look at that stuff and you you want to to make different uh it's not that you've been making the wrong choice you've probably just been unconsciously making choices based on like what you you know what you know and like it's sort of you know if you grew up in a chaotic household with a lot of like screaming and fighting you probably go around screaming and fighting not like just unconsciously not because you're trying to be mean or be a bad person but you think that's normal you've learned from a very young age that that's that behavior is normal so when you get around people who don't act like that they're like what you know like it does seem like you're doing something wrong or maybe or maybe you 
are mostly around other people who want to scream and fight and like go that hard about everything, you know, every little thing. But, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's there for a reason so that you can become conscious of it. And I think to me, it's not really about like, I think there's this idea of like healing being this uh, almost like, I don't know, like un like undefined like thing that you need to do, but no one can teach you how to really do it. Or like there's all these, you know, you have to do these certain things to get to become healed. And I think really like healing is just becoming conscious of the things that are like subconsciously motivating you in your day to day life. Like, why do you keep dating dudes like that? You know, like, why do you yeah. keep, it's like, it's not like you're doing you know something wrong you're not trying to get yourself in a shitty relationship who's yeah. trying to do that to themselves but like you just haven't become conscious of like what it like what what things you're attracted to and why and what you're trying to probably what you're really trying to do is recreate some you know either like childhood or like intergenerational trauma you're trying to recreate the circumstances and do better the next time and I, it's there's a word for it. I think it's called transference um but like I just I've heard of people doing that you know like you know literally dating like drug addicts after drug addicts and they die of overdoses and it's like it seems like you were trying to like you know like fix the one that went you know trying to recreate it it, it sounds awful no one would consciously do anything like that but like subconsciously you're recreating these circumstances and trying to do do it better the next time or fix it make it right when really you probably just need to like <laughs> be find you know putting yourself in different circumstances and not you know there's nothing you can only really control in yourself and like i think it, it it is more empowering to think about it that way instead of like yeah because it's all that to other, you. Other and like or it's it's something the outside devil. of yourself that you have to achieve or accomplish and you know like <laughs> i don't know i think it's like even if you like <laughs> like we're all capable of you know being psychic or being mediums or whatever i think we're all artists uh too like i think that you know it's it's not something that you have to like embody it's just something you already are and it's whether or not yeah. like you access it or believe in it I think yeah well really, really i mean very nice way of looking at it <clears throat> yeah i think it was funny because like um i've taken classes with richard my mentor and stuff like that but like you know the the mediumship was a little more like subtle stuff but like something big that i took away from it was he's a pisces he's super sensitive um he's hyper aware of people um and he's just a very like just a class act you know like if, just he he's great like if anyone you google him go see him he's awesome mm -hmm. um but something that he said that kind of just caught my attention and I don't know why I've like always thought about stuff like this and I always talk about this, but it's like, he said like how you interact with your relationships in your life is how you're going to interact with spirit. So like if you're an accepting person, like 
more spirit is going to want to come to you because they, you know, it's like you're, it's like when you meet somebody and you interact with them, like, do you want to meet a grumpy person or, and interact with them and communicate with them? Or like, it's like when you're sensitive and aware and like accept everybody for who they are and like are a loving person, like your relationship in life or relationships in life, you're going to, you know, that's going to reflect in your communication with spirit. So it's like, even me, like if I'm introverted sometimes and I don't want to talk to people, like that's going to be reflected back to me, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's no, why, sense, you know, if I'm a fucking bitch, <laughs> like I, I don't really think that I'm attracting like the kind of, or whatever. I'm not like, I, I can't expect that. Um, that's the best, the best energy that I'm, we could put out there and want to connect with spirit or I'll, you know, my, my interpretation of, of spirit would probably be like also bitchy and harsh. You know, like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, but it's, it doesn't even necessarily you believe even in a vengeful God. Like it could be like, <laughs> but it could also be reflected in other ways. Like say, um, in your connection, it's like, if I grew up in an abusive home and, the spirit coming through can relate to that more than they're going to want to connect with me because I have the life, the life experience to bring through their life, right. you know, and that's <clears throat> on so many levels. Yeah. You know? And that kind of helped me also recognize the whole thing with the, attachments because i feel like it's just everything is such a reflection of you so why does it have to be something outside of you like why can't it just be your internal issues kind of manifesting in a way mm-hmm. i don't know i'm still kind of well not- usually like i mean i the the thing that it, it really resonates here is that and i don't remember i think it was another podcast that i was listening to um where they were talking about like just i don't know it's i think it's called other world it's a really good podcast it's really popular if you haven't heard of it it's really it's really good I never heard um of he well he like interviews people um he has people tell their stories and they like it's all people who have experienced like something probably like considered paranormal like he did talk to one lady who was like a medium and just sort of like randomly started happening where she started like getting messages for people Um, one day out of the blue like they're usually people who were who would be considered like non-believers or or like very skeptical of you know otherworldly type of shit um but they have like hauntings or whatever and like there was this one story or actually a lot of stories had this kind of theme but um you know when your house is haunted right like you're having you have some spirit that's you know, possibly malevolent or whatever, um, you know, causing, causing problems, scaring you, freaking you out, um, even like breaking things, hurting things, like whatever. Um, like it's usually a reflection of what's going on. Like it's connected to a traumatic time in your life. Like there's something going on at home. Like there's abuse going on in the yeah. home. There's, um, you know, like there's addiction going on in the home. There's, there's neglect of some kind, um, or abuse of some kind that's like so severe that it's like, 
it's manifesting and this other, you know, it, what the way that the, the way that like the stories are usually described is that like something about there being all that negative energy, like all that trauma happening kind of opens the door for those like, like bad spirits, I guess. (laughs) Um, If you want to think of it like that, but the way that, I don't know, the conversation that we had just kind of actually, like, I think it, it does, it does seem to be like a reflection whether or not it's something external that comes in because you're open to it. It doesn't really matter like that. Those like either way, it's like usually a time of like severe trauma when, when you start having like, you start seeing things like possession or like hauntings that like are scary and bad, you know, (laughs) like the kinds in movies, like it's, I mean, there's usually like some, something bad already going on. Um, that's not being not you know no one's facing it right like it's like if you don't if you have an you know if you have like a, a minor injury but you don't ever like take care of it like loosened up i just moved it yeah you can't like yeah i think you can't fuck with the mic situation um when I don't know what I just did. I don't think I meant to do that. But anyway, I can splice these together, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, like, I don't remember exactly what we were saying, but it, it makes sense. Like, it, it doesn't, the detail doesn't matter whether, or like, it's something external that's, like, entering your energetic field or not. It's, like, either way, it is probably a reflection of something you're not dealing with, right? Like, yeah, something, I mean, something that needs to be brought to light. I mean, even most clearings I've ever done, there's like, like issues going on with the family and stuff, or like, you know, I remember I've gone to like a couple where people were like getting divorced, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know why this is going on. I mean, you know, like they actually talk about like poltergeist is mostly like around children because children are high vibration naturally because Mm -hmm. they're more connected to the spiritual realm when they're young. So then you have children in an environment where maybe there's fear or negativity because maybe the parents aren't getting along or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're the manifestation of the negative energy because they're in high vibration. So they're manifesting fast but they still have the emotion of like fear and negativity, mm-hmm. you know? So why wouldn't you have experiences there? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. It really does. I think, I think it makes perfect sense. And it's almost like, it's just like less mysterious. Like it's the, what is it? Occam's razor, you know, like the, the simplest, uh, most like the most likely answer is usually the correct one, like, um, or the most, uh, like the simplest solution is usually, or whatever, like conclusion is usually the correct one. Like, yeah, if it, well, like, like, it makes more sense that it comes from you and that maybe it just, it shows up like something, you know, some spirit or some, something like, uh, paranormal or whatever, because like that's, I don't know. It just, it does. It takes a lot of energy though to like, for something like that to manifest like physically. Right. Like, yeah, I think 
like physical, like the way you were describing physical mediumship, it's like, it's not just something, you know, you, you might have to do that for <laughs> practice that for well, years I mean, and years before you get it. to a point where you can, you know, really remember what's happening or, or see things uh, move or whatever. And I don't know. Well, I think about it. If you're day to day, like a husband and wife fighting all the time every day with their kids around, you know, it's like, there is a lot of energy there, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, you also got to think too, is like, do people really want to say, oh, it's my trauma that's manifesting or do they want to make it like, what's more spicy that there's like some interdimensional being trying to like, you know, get you or like, you know, it's like people want to be interesting. They want to have like a story. They, they don't want to just say like, oh, I'm my trauma is coming to the surface and I'm feeling this or feeling that they want to be part of something. They want to be like special, you know? Um, well, I think also like, it's just, I think the ego kind of like pushes things or like wants to blame something I think it's hard for people to face the idea that that they're that they have more power and responsibility for their life and their circumstances yeah. than I think you know. But like I said, it's like it's not like anyone's consciously trying to like fuck. No, I mean, their it's own not. Life, you know? Yeah. No, but I'm saying it's also not an easy thing to like dissect. You know, it's subtle energies and stuff like that. It's not like. You know, it's it's that's why it's like I think an initiation type period of like going through these things. It's like people have to kind of figure it out for themselves. Yeah, no one can really like. Well, yeah, I mean, no one can really answer it for you. And I'm sure like look, looking back on anything like and there's so much more understanding when in hindsight, you know. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I've been doing this for how long? I went through those periods probably 10, 15 years ago, and I'm just like. Now I know what it is, you know, or like now I could kind of have an understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like, I don't know. I, I think I like had for like many, many, many years, like a tendency to like over intellectualize like my feelings and like my whatever, like choices, my actions, like, and I think like, I felt like I was understanding or feeling my feelings if I was like articulating them, like and talking about them and trying and like I was such I have such an analytical like way of processing everything. Yeah. But I think like it's taken a long time for me to stop like trying to find an answer or like a solution or like I don't need like the a conclusion in the way that I used to. Like I, I think I'm like I'm really okay with like <laughs> more okay with like not understanding or um yeah. or just like feeling it. Like I was telling you before we started recording, like how I feel like I've just been like kind of reflecting and thinking about things and you're like, why? <laughs> and, like, and it's like, I don't know. I don't I'm not I'm not thinking about it for like no reason i'm just kind of feeling how i like how i i had a moment today where i could like allow myself to like process some like feelings i had about like the last week you know and i just was like doing that rather than like 
I don't know. I don't know. I it, it's kind of strange because like I think that I have these kinds of epiphanies and I don't really mean to, but when I try to analyze things and try to figure them out, I get like it's like I'm just running my you know spinning my wheels and I, like don't get anywhere. But like when I'm just allowing myself to like my mind to kind of wander and allowing myself to kind of like <clears throat> see what comes up like emotionally, like that's when I kind of feel like I do kind oh, of something out. You're good. My kids just came home and I hear them running up the stairs. Aw. <laughs> are they... Are, do you want to say hi? They're, they're ner- My son Luke has a fear of abandonment. So, like, he comes <laughs> home from home and he comes in the bus. And if he doesn't see us, he, like, freaks out. I'm pretty sure, like, you've never abandoned him before. So, no, I know. I try to tell him that all the time, right? Anna's in here now, too. I would never leave you. Hi, (laughs) Dad. All right. Hey. I think that's the sign that I have to go. That's okay. Yeah. We, we, I think we did like, you know, an hour and a half anyway. All right. All right. All right, Ruby. Take care. Thanks. Bye.